Have you ever wondered if prophecy is really all that important? Prophecy is a major theme in the Bible and makes up almost one-third of the Bible. Many prophecies have been fulfilled, and most people miss them. There are more unfulfilled prophecies in the Bible, and tragically, most people are unaware of the events surrounding the end of the age. Will you be part of the masses that will be caught off guard? Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, we're asking a very simple question, or at least answering the question, why about why Bible prophecy is so important. Doug, there's many people that are confused. There are many people that missed not only the first coming, but many prophecies that have uh, already been fulfilled in the Bible. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that miss the second coming of Jesus, and also prophecies being fulfilled around those times. And so we think it's vital. <laughs> we think it's very important that we understand what's going on and, um, you know, for, for many reasons. And so we're kind of going to hit on that today. Yeah, I mean, you know, our main theme here is prophecy. Uh, but our main goal is, is helping people understand how to get into the kingdom of God. And uh, both of these go together. And so hopefully we'll be able to... Um, tie that all in today and explain to everybody why we talk about prophecy so much. Prophecy is very important. Uh, Jesus talked about prophecy. He made very many uh, prophetic uh, statements to let us know what to look for and so that we would have our faith built. That's one of the things that I look at prophecy about is one of the things that built my faith uh, in my own personal walk with Christ. When I first heard uh, Pastor Baxter on the radio years and years ago, that was what got my attention was the prophecy he was talking about. And it intrigued me and made me get into the word and begin this journey that got started, you know, where I am now. So um, it's very important. Prophecy is very important. And um, one of the reasons why we're talking about it today is because I've gotten a couple of emails lately, Vince, where people are asking, why do you guys always talk about prophecy? Well, really? Yeah. This is a prophecy ministry. They emailed your email, which ends in endtime.com, and want to know why we talk about prophecy? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so I thought it'd be good if we I think they missed it. Yeah, they missed the point bit. there. Yeah. Um, well, not only that, Doug, you know, there are people that aren't, they don't consider themselves Christians. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they say, why would I care about Bible prophecy? And then there are people who are Christians there are people who are Christian pastors um, and ministers who don't spend much time on prophecy. Yeah. Um, not just teaching it, but even reading and studying it. You know, they just skip those books or skip those portions and never have conversations or anything about it. So, um, you know, this is a good day to hit that share button because your friends and family need to know why Bible prophecy is so important. I'm not talking about your Christian friends and family. I'm talking about all of them, mm-hmm. Christian or not. This is a very vital subject. That's the whole reason why we do what we do every day, because we believe 
that Jesus is coming back soon and there are events that surround his second coming that we are looking for um, and, and helping teach about. And so we're trying to help everyone understand what's going on. We're trying to learn it better. And uh, we believe that that helps create an urgency that, you know, not only Jesus is coming so you need to get right, but there's a whole lot that, that goes into that, Doug. And, yeah. and so it's important for people that aren't Christians and people that are Christians to know why Bible prophecy is important enough to, to produce some action. Yeah. You know, not just say, oh, that's important, but also study it, learn it, talk about it. Absolutely. And, and live by it. Because when I say Jesus is coming soon, but then I, you know, don't spend much time talking to Jesus. Do I really believe he's coming soon? Right. If you say you believe something, it's going to produce some action. Yeah. The old example of, you know, there's a fire, that whole thing. Well, if you say there's a fire and you don't move, Nobody believes you. <laughs> right. But if you start screaming fire and you are like, you know. Running around with your watch hands up in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hurry and get out of here and yeah. you really believe it. Your actions and the way you communicate right. change. And so yeah. that's what we hope is people understand why Bible prophecy is important enough to, to make them act. Absolutely. And, um, you know, of course, we offer a lot of different things that people can help. Uh, themselves by learning about Bible prophecy. We've got Into the Age Plus. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of hours of totally free content there. Watch.endtime.com or search Into the Age Plus um, in the App Store, any App Store that you have. Uh, there's tons of free content. You can also subscribe to get even more. Right. But then also Endtime.com just has hundreds and thousands of articles available, totally free. Yeah. We put our TV show out every week and our radio show out every weekday and this webcast out every day, weekday. Totally free. And, of course, what we think everybody in the world should do is go through Jerusalem Prophecy College. That's not totally free, but you're, you're getting something way more than what you paid for in that case. There's courses that you can take. You go through and watch videos, take tests. And we think that everybody in the world needs to go through Jerusalem Prophecy College so you can not only help inform the Jews that there's tribulation coming to them specifically, we know from scriptures, yeah. but also help prepare you and so you can influence your, you know, your friends and family and the world that you live in um, with what you now understand more clearly. And so that's yeah. what we're hoping to do is create some action here today. And, you know, uh, something that people may not understand, too, that we have that's on our, um, our website is we have Prophecy in the News. Mm-hmm. So we have a section there where you can actually go and you can look at uh, that section of the uh, web page there, and that's updated every day. So there, there are um, articles there that we categorize. We categorize. Sorry, trying to say that correctly. Categorize those in uh, the importance and the prophecy that they're related to. So if you're studying this, you can always go in there and you can grab articles uh, and and go to those articles and look through there, and you'll learn more about those situations and why they're. Uh, communicated in a way that, uh, you know, this relates to the mark of the beast or this relates to, um, you know, the six trumpet war or, or however. So um, that's well, we, also a great resource. We know people don't have time to, to, you know, channel through all the different news sources. So, right. you know, there's people that work here yeah. that do that and they find all the different news stories that relate to Bible prophecy and then we post them and make available totally free. Right. And you can go, we put a little excerpt on there. You can go click the link and read the full article on CNN or Newsmax or Fox or wherever that article is from. Yeah. Um, we're not writing these articles. We're just saying, hey, look, there's prophecies that are in the works here. 
and we're linking them to you know to those full articles so you can see what's happening not only from what the Bible said, but in current events. And so Absolutely. it's an extremely powerful tool. Thanks for bringing that up, Don. Yeah. Hey, whatever I can do to help. Well, you're, you're good at it. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, so anyway, I guess we're up against a break here in a minute, right? So when we come back, we're going to jump into this and, and really kind of dissect a little bit. All right. Why is Bible prophecy so important? Share this with your friends. Make sure they know what we're talking about today. Um, also, you can join us by calling 877 time 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you today. Ask your questions about Bible prophecy, kind of asked today. But we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. We'll see you after the break. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Today we're talking about why Bible prophecy is so important. Doug, a third of the Bible is made up of Bible prophecy. Um, many prophecies have been fulfilled. Most people missed them specifically about Jesus coming the first time. And there are many more unfulfilled prophecies in the Bible. And we know that tragically most people are unaware of those events that surround the end of the age and also Jesus' second coming. And so we're hoping to shed some light on that and and talk about why it's so important to um, read, study, and know. Yeah. And so one of the biggest uh, prophecy chapters in the Bible is Matthew 24. And um, it's we we glean a lot from this, we understand a lot from this, is Jesus telling us what was going to happen. He's talking to the disciples there. It's uh, also known as the Olivet Discourse. So uh, 
a lot of people are familiar with it. But there's a lot of great information in there that the Lord gives us. And we're going to kind of connect the dots today to give everybody a bigger picture uh, and, and hopefully get through a lot of this. I know it's going to be hard to get to all of it, but uh, if maybe if we jump into it, we can go ahead Let's and take off. All right. Olivet Discourse starts in Matthew 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Okay, so this prophecy that he talks about right there is specifically talking about the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D., uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they say, well, how can this even have been completely fulfilled if, you know, if that wall is there and there's still bricks on there? Well, remember that this is a retaining wall that's built around there. It's the western wall, uh, and it's not part of the temple. And we've both been to the Temple Mount. We've seen where the stones were actually thrown down to the streets below. Mm-hmm. And we've seen where there wasn't one stone left upon another. Well, Jesus talked about that prophecy. It was fulfilled in 70 A.D., uh, when the Romans came and destroyed the second temple. But Daniel gives us this prophecy along with the foretelling of the Messiah being cut off. And this is in Daniel 9.26. You hear us talk a lot about Daniel 9.27 because we talk about the final seven years. But in Daniel 9.26 it says, After three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So it lets us know that Messiah has to be uh, cut off first and then that temple would be destroyed. So this is a great way, and and Pastor Baxter even talked to some of his Jewish friends about this, to show the Jews straight out of the book of Daniel, which is a a book that they're very familiar with, a book that uh, we actually started off the Jerusalem Prophecy College (laughs) with, the uh, Daniel commentary, but this particular scripture proves that Jesus was the Messiah because he died on the cross, was resurrected and ascended. And then after that, in 70 AD, we we believe, a lot of people believe that uh, Jesus died somewhere around 33 AD. Well, the temple was destroyed in 70 AD and it was exactly like Jesus said it would be. So very important that he hits that very first part and bam, he throws that out there. And the disciples didn't know what he's talking about. They were looking at the temple at that moment when he says that. So it's very important to see that that's been fulfilled too. That's a a prophecy that's been fulfilled uh, after Jesus Christ had died and been resurrected. All right, verse 4 goes on to say, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I like this part, Doug, because, you know, a lot of people that I've listened to, you know, and I'm not trying to say that exalt one above the other or anything like that. I'm just saying a lot of a lot of people that I've personally listened to, they'll They'll teach things that are extremely confusing when it comes to Bible prophecy. And it's like, you're going to have to trust me on this one. It's, it means this because these things, and they might add up some numbers, or they might give you some uh, old translations or whatever it may be. Um, and there's a lot of benefit to looking into some of that stuff. I'm not uh, saying it's, it's, it's uh, wrong or anything. But the deceiving part, for me, I think of that, about that because it's like, 
when when it's not so plain, it's easy to get deceived. Right. Surprise! There's a, a <laughs> very very advanced thinking there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so sometimes it's hard to understand something, and you end up being stuck having to take their word for it because they're an, an anointed man or woman of God, and I just have to trust that the right. Spirit revealed something to them that I can't possibly understand. Right. What I've appreciated about Irvin Baxter and End Time Ministries over my years is that, I mean, maybe there's something out there that I'm not considering, but everything that comes to mind, everything that I could possibly find is, here's what the Scripture says, here's how we can see how that applies to today. Yeah. There you go. Right. There's not all this advanced stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I appreciate that. There's nothing hidden in there. It's in Scripture, and he backs it up with Scripture. And so that's what we like to do. And we're still trying. We do that as best as we can now. So absolutely. um, Yeah. Deceiving. Yeah. And so since we know that that prophecy is there, we know that it's it's going to be fulfilled in our lifetime, or at least in the final three and a half years, because it tells us about a false prophet, specific false prophet, in Revelation 13. Yes. Let me get there. Okay. Am I getting there? Yes. <laughs> yes, you're getting there. Okay. Well, I didn't, I missed over some, I think, but let me get there. Revelation right. 13, starting in verse 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. That sounds like somebody that tried to deceive you. Yeah. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Yeah, and so this false prophet, this specific one um, that Jesus was prophesying about, he's going to come in the end time and he's going to cause people to worship the Antichrist, the false Messiah. Revelation 19 lets us know that this is two individuals. And it tells us where they end up when Jesus Christ comes back to the Battle of Armageddon. Are you there? I don't know. What am I reading? Revelation Revelation 19, verse 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Okay, so we we see there that this false prophet is going to end up being thrown into the lake of fire with the Antichrist. And I also believe that Paul prophesied about this a couple of times in Scripture. And one of them that, that I've got, it's Acts twenty twenty nine. He says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. So he, he told that there were going to be false prophets that were going to come in and they were going to begin to teach people things that were not biblical and were not what the apostles' doctrine actually taught. And that might be prophecy, that might not be prophecy. Right. Yeah, and the same thing with Second Timothy 3. I'll let you read that one if you want. All right, if I can figure out where I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to get this link. You know, we've got this, we want to share a link today. Yes. Um, and I'm getting that prepared while trying to keep up with you, which You're is juggling. not wise, but uh, here we go. Second <laughs> Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. 
Are we going to pause here and talk about some of this stuff? Because it would be a great opportunity. I mean, if you it's want 2022. To, we could build a whole show around. <laughs> we sure could. Lovers of their own selves. You yeah. know, that's a problem. Yes, it is. Christians and people that aren't Christians. But let's talk about Christians because people that aren't Christians probably aren't that concerned about what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. We're so concerned about ourselves. Yeah. Somebody sitting in my chair at the church. <laughs> you don't have a chair at the church? Yeah. Come on now. Or, a, or your pew Everybody or whatever it is. put your toes in real tight. Well, I mean, <laughs> you start reading the Bible, it's going to start talking to you. Yeah, and In modern terms. Yeah. You know, when somebody won't go uh, when the light turns green. Right. And you've got places to be and you're a jerk to them and start honking <laughs> like a mad person. Oh, man. You could make a whole sermon off of that. All right. Okay. Covetous. <laughs> yeah. Boasters. Proud. Uh-oh. Yeah. You better keep me reading, Doug, because I like doing this. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents. I like this one even more now that I'm a parent. Yeah. Don't forget this scripture. Right. <laughs> Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Well, that's a weird one. Yeah, that's What weird. in the world does that mean, without natural affection? Mm. We, <laughs> we could really talk about that one. Are day. we not going to? No, I don't think we should. Well, just give me a quick... A quick, uh, what in the world? Because that's not a normal term. Mm-mm. No one says, um, you know, I'm coming out to say that my affection is unnatural. Right. Nobody says that these days. Nobody what do they say that. instead? Um, go ahead. Is homosexuality, is that what that is? <laughs> that's what that's talking about. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Truce breakers, mm-hmm. false accusers, incontent, yeah. fierce despisers of those that are good. You ever had that, Doug? Somebody's so good that you despise them? Um, <laughs> they got it so together and they're doing so good that you get mad at them over yeah, it? Yeah, I would think that there's probably a lot. I've lots been there. Of people like that. It's like, man, they, they've got it going on. Yeah. And it's because they were spoon-fed and they've got all this stuff going on? No, it's probably not that. But I'll lie to myself and say that. Yeah. Uh, traitors, heady. High-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's a good thing to talk about around the Super Bowl, isn't it? Mm. Not to hit the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, we tend to prioritize our own pleasures above our love for God. And this is what we're talking about with prophecy. We want you to believe. We're we're in the last days when we're seeing all these be played out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, We are prioritizing these things, and, you know, it's... We're talking about why Bible prophecy is so important. Um, we want to produce action. We want you to really believe that it's important so much that it changes how you behave. And when you say that I love God more than pleasures of my own things, that is going to change the way you behave. So just saying it's not going to get it. You've got to actually act in a way um, that reflects what you're saying you believe. Uh, where else? Let's see. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. So we're supposed to turn away from those things we just listed, a long thing. Turn yeah. away. Now, Doug, we know that this Christian walk is, I mean, maybe it ends at some point, but I don't think me or you or our elders that we're connected to, you know, I'm sorry, when I say elders, I don't mean a position in a church. I mean someone that's older yeah. and they've been doing this. Um, 
we've discovered that this is a never-ending wrestling match. Right. You know, we turn away from these things, but sometimes we trip up and mess it Absolutely. up. You know, we do that. We're human. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a never-ending wrestling match, I, 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 I think, at this point. Um, Trying to find myself, turn away. I've been denying the power of from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Oh man. And that and one. That it, one gives me goosebumps. So, so that one right there is one that that hits oh, hard that makes because me sad. you know people. People talk about truth all the time. We hear mm-hmm. people. I mean, people call me all the time and talk about truth. And the thing is, is that you can get to a point to where you think that you have so much knowledge and understanding that you totally miss the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sad. And that's where I think we are in what Jesus was talking about there with the false prophets and things like that. Because it talks about these are, are, these are worldly things. And we've allowed the world to come into the church. And so we're beginning to see these behaviors more and more among people who call themselves Christians. Because we're beginning to let the world in and we're pushing Jesus out of the church. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, I, I feel like Paul was talking about a very important thing there. And he was right in step with what Jesus was saying in Matthew 24 when he's talking about, uh, wolves coming in among the sheep and things like that happening within the church. And Jesus warned us that in the last days it would be like that. I just, I read that ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I've been connected and connected closely to some people that just are incredibly intelligent mm-hmm. or they're incredibly disciplined to learn. And they learn and learn and learn. Yeah, And they've I know people just like this where they've learned they they are amazing students. They they might have gone through all of Jerusalem Prophecy College, but they're not settled there yet. They haven't they haven't been able to come to the knowledge of the truth because they I don't know if they don't think they've arrived. I don't think if they maybe they don't trust where they're at. Maybe you know there's one thing we aren't supposed to talk about this, Doug. <laughs> you know, but, but we are. Here we go. Um, you know, it's hard to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. When your grandma who died a few years ago didn't. Yeah. And you start looking at that going, oh, what about grandma? Yeah. Grandma was a good person. Grandma was so nice. Right. But she didn't come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's a really sensitive subject I know. Yeah. Uh, I have people that I love that have passed away that didn't come to the knowledge of the truth. Sure. And it hurts. Yeah. And I don't really know how to process that. I've wrestled with God about it. Um but I have no idea. Now that music turned on, my thoughts went away entirely. Um, but it's it's easy to keep trying to learn. I, I'm saying I don't know why people get that way. Yeah. That may be one reason. There's probably many. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Why is Bible prophecy so important? That's what we're dissecting today and a few other things, as you can see. But we'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're taking your calls today. We're talking about why Bible prophecy is so important. And along the way, as the scriptures um, are read, we might trail off into some other things that we didn't plan. Uh, but nonetheless, we are taking your calls. Give us a call if you have a question about Bible prophecy, how it's developing uh, in the world, any current events, we are happy to talk to you today, 877 end time. also want to remind you that we are committed to telling the truth as best as we know how. So as we see things happening in current events, even if it's difficult to talk about, you know, a minute ago we were talking about uh, homosexuality there for just for a second. That's not what we're supposed to be talking about today, so we didn't want to spend a lot of time there. But we are committed to talking about the truths of the Bible even when it's difficult. And so we do that on this show every single day. This show is made available totally free of charge at endtime.com, on Into the H Plus app, on social media, on the radio, and even on television every week. And so the way we're able to do that is because people like you partner with us and they contribute uh, sometimes one time a year, sometimes every single month. Uh, there's people ranging all over the place. Some give a lot of money, some give, you know, a little bit of money depending on, you know, what their income or what the Lord leads them to do. Uh, we're not here to tell you what a little is or a lot. Uh, most people give somewhere around $40 a month that partner with us. And so... Um, if it's in your heart, if the Spirit is leading you to help us to continue to make this show and many other things available for free so we can help teach the gospel around the world, we'd ask you to go to endtime.com slash give and partner with us. Uh, we so much appreciate your contributions. It helps us to do this for free and many, many other things around the world and, and in our work, with our work in Israel with the Jews. Um, so go to endtime.com slash give or you can call us at 800 endtime to become a one-time or monthly partner today. Um, also, when you do interact with us, we commit to praying with you. So go to endtime.com slash contact. We have prayer every single morning. Um, and if you have a prayer request, you can submit it there at that webpage. And we will actually call your name and we will pray for the need that you have. We've received many letters and emails and calls lately saying, you know, you guys said you prayed for me on this day because when we pray for you, we let you know that we did. 
and they say, you prayed for me on this day, and that's the day that we had a breakthrough in this situation. And so, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people praying for specific needs. It wouldn't just be our prayers, but it's the goodness of God that um, resolve was had according to his will in these situations. But we will pray with you. So send your request, endtime.com slash contact, or you can call then to 800-END-TIME. All right, Doug, we're just getting through Second Timothy chapter 3. Uh, verses 1 through 7 before the break, and we wanted to continue on to Matthew 24. Did you want to um, hit anything before I continue reading? No, go ahead. All Turn right, back into no it. hitting will be done. Right. Um, start <laughs> verse 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. Russia, Ukraine. Yeah. See that ye be not troubled. That's a beautiful thing. Be yeah. not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, so when when Jesus starts telling us all this, Vince, we do see these things happening more and more. I mean, we've watched, um, you know, as as we've monitored different things and seen... Uh, the saber rattling like you know for instance yesterday Dave talked about uh, the leak that uh, Russia was going to invade Ukraine tomorrow we'll have to wait and see if that happens tomorrow but we're hearing that it's like they're pushing fear they're pushing fear this whole um, you know COVID-19 and and all the things that go along with it you know we believe that it can fall in that category of pestilences there and what have they done they've pushed fear and trying to keep you afraid all the time but Jesus said see that you're not troubled these things are going to happen and he's letting us know ahead of time so that we will not be troubled by it we'll know that he is still on his throne that he's still our lord our god and that these are the beginning of sorrow so we can kind of see the season we're in we can see where we're headed because we see these things begin to happen more and more. Earthquakes are happening all the time. You said as we were going on the air today that you saw where someone said there was an earthquake in Israel today. Uh, you know, there's been earthquakes uh, just about every day for a while now happening in different places all around the world. And so we're beginning to see those things. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. And so this is another reason why this prophecy that he's telling us about it's something that we don't need to be worried about, but we need to have faith. Doug, there are many people saying that they can't hear us right now. So apparently you're not moving your mouth good enough, I think might be the problem. Well, maybe so. I thought it was pretty loud. but <laughs> Well, maybe uh, whatever issue we're having with the sound will get resolved. Or maybe there's not an issue. I don't know. And everyone can hear us. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. Um, I've texted a few people, just want to make sure that they can, they might not be able to hear us right now either. Maybe we're in this room all by ourselves. Um, Where are we at? Verse 9 of Matthew 24. Verse 9, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved and this gospel the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come yes yeah, so this is this is the part of 
the scripture where I feel like Jesus was really letting us know what's getting ready to happen. He's telling us that the gospel of the kingdom is going to have to be preached into all the world. And then that's when things are really going to begin to happen. Well, has this happened before? It's beginning to happen again, I believe. But yeah, it has happened before. But when Jesus talks about the gospel of the kingdom, do we know what the gospel of the kingdom is? And that's a that's a question that I'm asking the audience today. Do you know what the gospel of Jesus is? Because a lot of people believe different things when you start talking about the gospel. But Jesus was pretty clear when he was talking to Nicodemus in uh, in John chapter 3. And so I thought we could read that because he actually talks about what it takes to get into the kingdom of God. Yes, and this is one of my favorite it's, it's not that I like what happened, but it's a, it's, I like the recording of it, and largely in part because of how The Chosen depicted it. It's a pretty good series on yeah. the life of Jesus. Um, but anyways, I, I really like this because it just helps. I think it's one of those things where, you know, oftentimes we want to be Jesus in the story when we read it, you know, <laughs> as we put ourselves here. Yeah. But, you know, probably if I'm being honest, more often than not, I'm a lot more like Nicodemus where I'm holding on to some things and I'm going, but Lord, you right. want me to get rid of this? Right. There's no way that's you, Lord. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not going to go there. I better keep going. John chapter 3. You can give us a call at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love to talk to you and uh, help keep us on point here. John chapter 3, starting in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. This is a Jew saying that. And not just any Jew, a leader of the Jews. He said, we know that. God's the only one that can do this, and you're doing it. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? That's such a good question. It's like when you start hearing about this born again thing, Mm -hmm. that's the weirdest stuff. (laughs) You know, it's not 2022 here. We haven't been talking about this for very long. Right. How can I be born again? I'm a a grown man. That's not going to work out very well. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah, so the gospel of the kingdom, and Jesus is sitting there talking to Nicodemus about being born again, and he says you can't enter the kingdom of God unless you're born again of the water and the spirit. We're not talking about your first birth. talking about being born again. It's Mm. very important that people kind of understand that. And you know, as Jesus is telling us that that gospel is going to be preached into all the world, okay? We know, Vince, that there's going to be these two guys that are going to come on the scene somewhere around the, the middle of the final seven years. They're going to come on the scene, and they're going to be these two witnesses of God, and they're going to be preaching. And what do you think they're going to be preaching? They're going to be preaching the kingdom of the gospel, or gospel of the kingdom, I mean. And so these two guys are going to be on fire, and they're going to be teaching like crazy, and guess who's going to be helping them? Those of us who are ready to evangelize and press forward with the 
the kingdom uh, gospel that Jesus is talking about there. Well, I can tell you who's not going to be helping them. The Should I go there? and the false prophet. Well, definitely them. <laughs> yeah. But also, if they're preaching, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Which, why wouldn't they preach what Jesus preached? Right. So if they're preaching that, the people who won't be helping them are the people who aren't preaching that. Right. Yeah. If your pastor isn't preaching that, I don't anticipate that he'll be on the side of the two witnesses. Right. Or maybe your pastor will change before then. I'm, but it, as of today, yeah. if this isn't what your church is teaching, I, it's what Jesus said. Is right. I guess I'm not telling you that you know, I'm not calling your church out about right. my opinion. I'm telling you, if they aren't saying what Jesus said, you might want to reevaluate some things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Paul also talked about the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He lays it out and kind of explains to us about the gospel as well. And he says that this is the gospel that saves us. So the saving gospel, the gospel that we accept as the gospel of the kingdom, he talks about in 1 Corinthians 15. And he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. He didn't sound like somebody like we read about earlier, ever knowing but never comes to the knowledge of the truth. He didn't, he didn't sound like this. Right. He's declaring the gospel, yeah. the way, not one of the ways, yeah. the way. Yep. And he already preached it to you, which yes, also ye have received. He said... I preached it, you received it, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. Yeah. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, right. for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. He said, I did this. Right. How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Yeah. And so... So Paul tells us the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when we jump back into prophecy here, Vince, we see that Jesus, he prophesied about this same thing. And he had to open the understanding of the disciples for them to understand that he had to die and be buried and rise again. And he prophesied about what their role in this would be. And, And this is Luke 24, starting in verse 44. He said... These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Yeah, so that prophecy has been written about Jesus in the book of or in the law of Moses, in the book of the prophets, and in the Psalms, and they were all foretelling the Messiah coming, Jesus Christ. All right, we'll look more into that on the other side of the break. We'll also be getting to your calls, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to call us, ask us your prophecy questions or anything kind of related. We'll, we'll be happy to chat with you. Hopefully we can provide clarity or come to a greater understanding together. 877-363-8463 is the number to call. Before we get to the phones, we want to finish right in the middle of Luke 24. We want to finish talking about this before we get too far off. Doug, uh, verse 45 continues to say, this is Luke 24, 45. Then opened he, Jesus, their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So, Vince, this is another prophecy that Jesus talked about that actually came true, and it came true on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2, the disciples being in uh, the upper room, they received the Holy Ghost that day, and then Peter preached exactly what Jesus said to preach. Repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all the nations and starting in Jerusalem. Well, that's where it started. And then they went into uh, Judea and Samaria and the outermost parts of the world. So they did exactly what Jesus prophesied was going to happen. That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Do we change that now? We should not. We should just keep on preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And so Jesus, you know, laying that out for us, he gave us uh, direction and Peter followed him being filled with the Holy Ghost. So that's starting in Acts 2 verse 1. Right? Yeah, that just tells how they received the gift of the Holy Ghost that he said they would receive power from. Should we read that or is that not politically correct? No. Do we care at this point? I don't (laughs) think so. Let's check it out. I mean, this is the Bible after all. Yeah, absolutely. Acts 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting... And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Yes, so every nation under heaven represented there that day. Remember Jesus said that that the gospel would be preached to all nations. Yes. And so... It happened on this day as well, and it's going to happen again uh, during our time toward the end time. But then in verse uh, 38 of of Acts, Peter does exactly what Jesus said to do in Luke 24. Then Peter said unto them, 
Now, also before this verse, it says he stood up with the eleven. Mm-hmm. So all the disciples are standing there together, yeah, absolutely, saying, "This is the truth. This is the way." Right. That Jesus. We spent all this time with Jesus, and this is what we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. They said, "What must we do?" And Peter said to them, "Repent." And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, so that's exactly what Jesus prophesied about in Luke. He said they were going to be his witnesses starting in Jerusalem. And that they would teach uh, that repentance and remission of sin in his name. And so that's exactly what Peter did on that day. So that prophecy was fulfilled that day and it's something that we like you said we should keep sheep should keep teaching today so prophecy was used there to lead others to salvation uh and it's used in uh acts chapter eight i don't know if we'll have time to get into all that with philip in the in the eunuch right now with the calls well, we let's got see. coming in let's okay. go to the calls and then if we circle back it. we can but if not that's okay too uh, let's go to jose in new york jose welcome to End of the age. God bless you guys. How are you? Oh, we're well. How are you? I'm really good. Good. Um, I just had a question. You know, I've been, I always listen to you guys, but I always think, you know, obviously regardless of the Satan cons and all these other religions that we have to, I guess, cater to, you know, America is a Christian nation, right? It's, it's all in its foundation, from the Constitution all the way. That's the way it was built. Um, but it always saddens me to see of how far we have gotten from the Word of God and the truth of His Word. And I know and I believe, you know, America will be there at the end to protect Israel um, during the Great Tribulation. But at times I wonder, you know, and I always ask God, you know, is there a level of, of judgment that will fall upon this nation before being that we, you know, before that happens, being that we have gotten so far away from you, being that, you know, even from pulpits, you know, like Doug was saying earlier, you know, kind of like put Jesus to the side. Is it a possibility, you know, what do you guys think? Um, obviously, we all know that it's possible, but there is a period of time where America is like not mentioned and then, you know, in, in Revelation. So I just wondered what your your take was on that. Um, I'll take my answer off the air. Um and just want to say thank you for everything that you guys do. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, Jose. Um, actually, you know, what what we see America's role is going to be in Revelation chapter 12, 14. You know that uh, we do not see the eagle's wings in Revelation 13 in the one world government beast. So it looks like America's not there. But when you look back a chapter earlier in chapter uh, Revelation 12, 14, you see... Uh, the wings of the eagle help the woman when the dragon comes after her. So we know from Scripture that the woman there is Israel, that the dragon is Satan, and that it appears that uh, the wings that Daniel saw in Daniel 7, uh, 4, that were plucked out of the line and made to stand on his feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it, that that is the United States of America, and that we will actually be helping Israel at that point. Now, Will there be judgment on America because of the sins here? I would have to tend to believe, yes, there will be judgment on us because we are a sinful nation. We have 
turned our backs on God. And every time Israel did this in the Bible, uh, God did something to turn them back toward him. And a lot of times it was punishment and they were uh, defeated in battle or they were taken uh, as slaves and uh, ruled by other nations and kings. And so uh, will there be a time period for us to receive uh, some kind of judgment here in the United States? I believe that we can't escape that. We are a sinful nation. Uh, And so there may be some uh, judgment that comes on us. If this six trumpet war begins, we will have to be part of that one third uh, of mankind that's killed because this is going to be a global war. It's going to be a world war. And I believe that, uh, you know, yes, we could possibly take some hits. Uh, Pastor Baxter wrote a book. It was kind of a, a faction book. It was it was um, fiction, but it was based on facts from the Bible. And it was called The China War in the Third Temple. In that book, uh, he he wrote that America was hit by some nuclear warheads because he understood that we're a sinful nation and that there's going to be judgment on us. But I don't believe, based on Scripture, that America will be completely destroyed or wiped out. Uh, but we, we may have to suffer uh, some consequences for the sin that we have in this country. That's true, Doug. I agree entirely. And, you know, I find comfort in knowing that there has been judgment passed throughout history. You yeah. know, there's been different things that we can point to where we go, there's judgment or... You know, scriptures that we can read, and yet, in spite of that, you know, when it might be difficult to serve the Lord, there's people serving the Lord. Right. And so, I, you know, I guess I can't really say how I would react in certain scenarios if just blanket judgment came upon every person with a U.S. passport. Um, I'm like, I don't know how I would how I would react. But you know, I'm yeah. committed to following the Lord. Mm-hmm living in this wonderful way that we know in, in, no matter what's going on. And, you know, so there's been times in my life where challenges arose. But I'm trying to serve the Lord through that. And so I don't plan on changing if judgment comes to our country or, you know, if we get dealt a more difficult hand than we've been privileged to have as citizens yeah. of the United States. So. As a as a follower of Jesus, I'm going to try to keep following him, no matter what. Absolutely. And so, and I'm, I think Jose's kind of the same way. It sounds like that's where he's coming from too. Yeah. Uh, but of course, love to hear the perspective of the possibilities there. Um, of course, as a U.S. citizen, we are interested in knowing more about that. Let's go to. Uh, well, you can join us too by calling eight seven seven in time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We don't have a lot of time yet left. But we will try to get to all the calls that are available. Michael in Indiana, welcome to End of the Age. Hello there. I enjoy listening to your program, and I want to just quickly say that um, I never used to understand the Book of Revelation when I first started lo- uh, looking at it. When I first started reading it, and I always found it to be very, uh, a very complicated book. And after I listened to uh, Irvin's uh, Revelation commentaries or whatever the, the uh, unveiling, mm. it was like. Wow, a whole new, uh, a whole new outlook. I actually understand it now. That's wonderful to hear. Thanks for sharing that, Michael. And uh, yeah, you guys did have some audio problems. Yes, we do currently, as I understand (laughs) it. But uh, apparently, people can hear us on the radio, but not on line. So we're keeping going, and we'll fix the archive later. 
thanks, and, and I just enjoy what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. We appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, you too. Um, He talked about Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. You can watch that totally free if you're a subscriber to End of the Age Plus. Go to watch.endtime.com. Try it out for free today. Um, We do have a little bit of time left. Chris, we're going to bring you on, but you have less than a minute, really. So um, if you can, get straight to your question, Chris. Welcome to End of the Age. Thank you for uh, taking my call. My question comes out of Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 through 6. A matter of my people that you not partake of her sin or receive of her plagues. And then uh, in 6 it says reward unto her double the portion. She has sold her a couple more double under her. And this is regarding U.S. citizenship versus American state national um, status. And could it be that it's not just Catholics coming into the Roman structure or uh, you know, from a church or a spiritual perspective, but could it be that aligning ourselves under any sort of government that claims to be lawful but is in fact fraud and foreign jurisdiction and a corporate structure for the global government, that we would be wise to correct our status uh, back to American state national to come out of that uh, just a matter of record that it would be recorded in the land? Your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, I... From what you I got understand, a minute, Doug. You I better know, get from, to it. From what I understand from the scripture, there, this is definitely talking about coming out of the false religion of the end time, and and what's going uh, to be something that Jesus uh, says to his people to come out of her, so that they don't partake of her sins. Of course, we know that that seventh vial, uh, when that's poured out in the book of Revelation, chapter sixteen, uh, it says that he remembered mystery Babylon the Great, and that he poured out a double portion. On, of wrath on the the harlot here. And so this is talking about the harlot church. This is talking about the false religion and God is pulling his people out of there. I don't know that it has anything to do with our monetary fund. Thanks for your call, Chris. We are out of time. Uh, thanks for that explanation, Doug. Um, I would also add that I think it's always important for us to be kingdom first ahead of any country that we happen to live in. So um, we'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. You can uh, watch us at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. We'll see you back tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.